he has placed in us. And there are no limitations to his greatness. So praise God. Praise God. It's very exciting when you think about it. The capacity that he has placed in us and that we only just need to believe and reach out and start to walk into that greatness. There's no limitations if we are born again. So I'm just going to read a few scriptures about the greatness of God and a couple of examples, and then we'll just move, along, move on a little bit. In Psalm 95, verses 3 to 7, it says, For the Lord is the great God, the great King above all gods, So that puts it in right perspective, doesn't it? In other words, there is no one greater than the Lord God, our God. Psalm 147 verse 56. Great is our Lord and mighty in power. His understanding has no limit. His understanding, his understanding of the works of the earth because he made it, his understanding of that which is working in our lives. He understands us. He doesn't condemn us. He understands us. It has no limit. Isn't that amazing? In Job chapter 5 and verse 9, it says, He does great things, wonders that cannot be fathomed, miracles that cannot be counted. Great things. We were singing in that song, I am a child of God. Um, I'm not sure of all the words, but it says, one of them says, the second verse I think says, he split my sea. Is that what it says? He split the sea, but it was referring to that which works in us. And I'm just going to go to those scriptures today in, um, in Exodus 14. And verse 19, where he split the sea, where he was taking his people, the children of Israel, taking them out of slavery, out of bondage, into freedom. And it's all a picture of what he's doing for us, isn't it? And what he's done for us. Find the right scripture. If I look here, I'll find what I'm meant to be looking at. 1419 1419 I was actually too lazy to go into the office and type up my sermon on the computer because it was cold and I thought I'll, I hate the cold and I thought I'll freeze in there just sitting typing so my lounge room has um has a big window that faces north and in the winter that's my favorite spot to sit because you get the north sun and it's warm And I thought, I'm not going into that freezing cold office. I'm going to sit here in the sun. So I hand wrote everything (laughs) just because I wouldn't go and sit and type it. So sometimes it's a a bit hard to follow because I had to scribble things out and, you know, have another thought. So just bear with me in that. Um, Then the angel of God, we know this picture. Most of us are familiar with this, where they're escaping out of slavery in Egypt. God has taken them into a promised land and that's what he's doing in our life all the time. He's leading us into taking hold of the promises that his word has for us. 
Then the angel of God, who had been travelling in front of Israel's army, withdrew and went behind them. This is because the army of, his, of um, the Egyptian army is coming after them. Okay, the pillar of cloud also moved from in front and stood behind them, coming between the armies of Egypt and Israel. Throughout the night, the cloud brought darkness to the one side and light to the other side. No, so neither went near the other all night long. Isn't God clever? See, He always He just changed things. Then Moses stretched out his hand over the sea. And all that night the Lord drove the sea back with a strong east wind and turned it into dry land, and the waters were divided. This is a sea. This is a sea. And the Israelites went through the sea on dry ground with a wall of water on their right and on their left. No, we never need to doubt that God will make a way for us through our difficulties. This is a picture for us that was no matter what's going on in our, in our life, God will make a way through for us to come through. The Egyptians pursued them and all Pharaoh's horses and chariots and horsemen followed them into the sea. During the last watch of the night, the Lord looked down from the pillar of fire and cloud at the Egyptian army and threw them into confusion. He made the wheels of their chariots come off so that they had difficulty driving. And the Egyptians said, let's get away from the Israelites. The Lord is fighting for them against Egypt. And that's what he does. He fights for us. Then the Lord said to Moses, stretch out your hand over the sea so that the waters may flow back over the Egyptians and their chariots and horsemen. So Moses stretched out his hand over the sea. And at daybreak, the sea went back into its place. The Egyptians were fleeing toward it and the Lord swept them into the sea. The water flowed back and covered the chariots and horsemen. The entire army of Pharaoh that had followed the Israelites into the sea, not one of them survived. But the Israelites went through the sea on dry ground with a wall of water on their right and on their left. That day the Lord saved Israel or rescued Israel and that was the word in the song today. He rescues us. And he does. He does. He always will rescue us. Doesn't matter what we're going through. He rescued them from the hands of Egyptians. And Israel saw the Egyptians lying dead on the shore. And when the Israelites saw the great power the Lord displayed against the Egyptians, the people feared the Lord and put their trust in him. And in Moses, his servant. That's what God wants for us today, to put our trust in him. I mean, I know that's familiar scriptures, but it was great that those, that reference was in the song. Another um, wonderful thing was when Joshua was wanting to fight the army and he needed extra time. So he asked God, well, actually, God, Joshua decreed it, that the sun would stand still. And the sun stood still and the moon stood still. And it was like for a whole day. Can you imagine what it took for that to happen? We think, oh, yes, God made the sun stand still. But actually, the sun is still. It's the earth that's rotating around the sun. So for God to make the sun appear to stand still, he would have had to affect the rotation of the earth. What did he do? Did he make it 
tilt a bit more or stop spinning or I don't know how he did it, but it stood still for a day so that Joshua and his army could overcome the enemy. God is great. God is the God of the impossible. And as he did for them, he will do for us in our lives because we are his children. I just thought that was an amazing um, scripture. In Zechariah 9.17 in the Amplified um, Bible is a prophetic word to Israel. And Israel are his people, his nation. And it says, For how great is God's goodness and how great is his beauty. Isn't that lovely? And how great... He will make Israel's good, goodliness and Israel's beauty. See, the heart of God is whoever is who he is and what he does is to give to who, those who he loves. So he doesn't withhold anything from us. His great beauty, that's the beauty of his character and his goodness. We know that God is Love and God is mercy and God is compassion and God is good. And all of those things don't just belong to God because he gives, he gives who, whatever he is, whoever he is, whatever he has, his attributes, he gives to those that love him. In, um, forgive me for this, it's my scribble. Um, what am I looking for? Oh, Exodus. In Adam, in um, Abraham, in Abraham, in Genesis. When he called Abraham in Genesis 12, the Lord had said to Abraham, "Leave your country, your people, and your father's household, and go to the land I will show you, and I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great." I will bless those who bless you. So what he's saying to Abraham, I mean, God is great. And he's saying to Abraham, I'm going to make you into a great nation. I'm going to, we know God's name is great. The name of Jesus is higher than any other name. But he said to Abraham, I'm going to make your name great. And I wanted to focus on that, th that those points, because... Whatever God has and whatever God is and all of his greatness, he wants to impart and he has imparted to his church, to his people. And we need to learn just to believe and to take hold of it. As Greg was saying, we're bringing heaven to earth. And when we look at the cross, I want to speak now of Jesus. You know, the word great means big, large and and I looked up God, and it says a, a superior being, a supernatural superior being, beyond the ordinary in degree or extent. That is what the word great means, beyond the ordinary in degree or extent. And he is a great God, and we are his children, and his life flows through us. And he's teaching us and calling us to live beyond the ordinary in degree and extent. And he's not just 
asking us to, to do that. But he has given us the means to live beyond the ordinary and we do that by faith. We do that by faith. Isn't it wonderful? Jesus went beyond the ordinary, didn't he? When he went to the cross, well, his love to do that was beyond the ordinary. But the fact that he overcame sin, the sin of the whole world, and he overcame death and he rose from the grave. Resurrection life. And that resurrection life is not just a historical fact that we look back and we say, yes, 2,000 years ago, Jesus rose from the dead, the cross. We look at it as a historical fact. But it is relevant to us today, now. That resurrection life is a life that we live in today. We can take hold of to overcome our circumstances. Jesus is the same yesterday, today and forever. So that resurrection life is relevant to us today and available to us today and is in fact flowing in us today because when we're born again, we stepped into that supernatural realm of God's greatness. And as we believe that, as we believe, we will receive. As we believe, we will receive. As we see, there are no limits to God's greatness. No limits to what he can do. And there are times when we're going through trials and testings and we cannot see an answer, how an answer could happen. But we're not to look at the problem. We're to look at how great is our God and that we are in him and he is a good, good father to his children and we are his children The power of resurrection has the power to change history and it did change history, didn't it? It's the power to defeat evil. It's the power in us to do the works of Jesus and Jesus said even greater works will we do. We're not to live in a lower level of faith where we look at everything as the past but we're to take hold of it for us today and to know that we can step into heaven and we can receive those things of God. That's supernatural, the spiritual place because we are spiritual beings. In Acts, we have power to invade the impossible. In Acts chapter 4 and verse 33, talks about how the disciples went out With great power, the apostles continued to testify to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus and much grace was upon them all. How did they testify? <clears throat> well, they went out preaching, but they were also manifesting miracles, healings. We mightn't be called to go out to preach, but we are called to manifest healings. We are called to manifest miracles. We are called to change the atmosphere of where we live. And we have been anointed and equipped to do it. Wherever you meet, wherever you work, wherever you, wherever you go, 
you carry the greatness of God. And as you, as you develop that sensitivity to the Spirit of God, you change the atmosphere. Have you ever walked into a room and, and, and you've just felt this tense atmosphere because someone's been having an argument? You know, it's tangible in the air, isn't it? It's an atmosphere. But the greatness of God, he brings peace. And we can go into that place and not join in with there's negativity or arguing, but just be saying, God, help me to change the atmosphere. Help me to change this area where I live. Help me to change my town because we're equipped to do that. Romans 8.11, and you'll know this scripture as well as anything. And if the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who lives in you. So we can sometimes put that down to the end and think, oh, when I die, I'll have that resurrection that Jesus did. But it's talking about his, the same spirit, the power of, that rose Christ from the dead lives in us. Then we have that same power to affect anything and everything around about us as we choose to tap into that. Now, things don't always happen straight away. <laughs> we need patience and perseverance. But we do have that, that spirit and we do have that power and we do have that grace to work through us. God is good, isn't he? Everything, his greatness, he gives to us. And it's as we know who we are is the key. There's keys to everything. I've, I've made it um, a passion of mine to search out the keys for success in what the, God, uh, what the word says. Because we read, you know, I guess you are like me. There's sometimes you've been praying for things for a long time and you haven't seen the breakthrough. Well, I'm not content just to sit and think, well, one day, one day, one day. Think, God, there must be keys. There must be keys that something that I'm, I don't know that will bring the way, breakthrough because I know your word is true. And one of the keys for us to step into that supernatural realm, to walk in that resurrection life, to be effective, is to know that we know that we are the righteousness of God. We are the righteousness of God through faith and it's not of our own works, it is the gift of God. If we don't know that, we judge ourselves or we let others judge us and we can think of ourselves at times that God might answer my prayer because I don't measure up. God mightn't do this for me because I'm unworthy. I've failed in this thing or that time. 
or my past might prohibit me from entering into the fullness of that. And if you think like that, and I'm sure everybody has thoughts like that at some time because that's the devil's lies that he likes to try and deceive us with, well, that's under the law because the law is that you have to work and, and um, perform and measure up. But Jesus fulfilled the law. He fulfilled the law. And we are no longer under the law because the law brings death, where the spirit brings life. And we walk in the spirit of life, life and peace. The same spirit that that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in us. We are people of the spirit. We are not people of the law. So we don't measure ourselves by our performance because it's not our performance, it's what Jesus did. And we step into that despite our performance but through our faith, through the fact that we believe that Jesus is the Son of God and that he died to pay the price for the sin of the whole world. And that includes us. And it's washed clean by the blood of the Lamb. And we do not go back under the law. That's sin to go back under the law when Jesus has set you free. Jesus has set us free from the law of sin and death. And we have to know that. We have to really know that because there are times you will have thoughts. Oh, I've failed. I'm not good enough. That person is far more worthy than me. God will answer their prayers. They can do great and mighty things in God, but I can't. I wouldn't be able to do that. Rubbish. Lies. We are all washed clean. The blood of Jesus avails for all. And it's a matter of us developing our faith. That's the only thing. That's the only difference. You know, there was a time in the scriptures when the disciples um, were praying for a young boy had epilepsy, I think it was, and they couldn't get a breakthrough. And then Jesus came and he prayed and there was breakthrough. And the disciples said to Jesus, well, why, why, didn't, why couldn't we? And he said, because of your unbelief. Some, some translations say your lack of faith or your little faith. But see, a little faith doesn't matter as long as there's faith because Jesus said when he cursed the fig tree and the disciples spoke to him, he said, as long as you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you can speak to that mountain and tell it to be moved, the mountain being your problems. You don't need to imagine you have to have that much faith, but you need to have active faith. And because of your unbelief, that's the only thing that separates us from achieving is unbelief. So naturally the devil is going to bombard us in our minds with doubt and fear. And we have to know that that's his tactic and say, I am a child of God. I am the righteousness of Christ through Christ Jesus. I have the righteousness of God through Christ Jesus. Everything is through Christ Jesus. 
because we're being born again of the Spirit because of the cross through our faith in Christ Jesus. And so that is a key that you know that you know despite your failings because that's looking at our works that it's Jesus works that you are the righteousness of God now that doesn't guarantee that everything will always go right for you (laughs) but it guarantees that you will overcome because the Bible tells us that you are more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus It says, Jesus said, my grace is sufficient for you. This is my favourite scripture, I think. My, because I've had to lean on it so much. My strength is made perfect in your weakness. You are more than a conqueror, not in your strength, but in his strength. And he gives you his grace. His grace is sufficient for you. That's the key knowing that you are the righteousness of God and having faith in that gift of righteousness. We don't earn it, it's a gift. When you're trying to earn it, when you're trying to work to please God, no, you've put yourself under the law. It's a gift. Resurrection power brings dead things back to life. It can bring your marriages back to life. It can bring relationships, finances. Resurrection power can remove cancer. I had a girlfriend who just last week has been given the all clear. She was diagnosed with lung cancer. She was told it was inoperable. It was a rare form. And she was told she had X amount of time to live. She's a Christian. She's just been given the all clear. No sign of cancer in her body at all. Isn't that wonderful? You know, resurrection power. She said when she went through the chemo and the radiation and and everything, she went through feeling hopeless, losing hope, because all the time the doctors were giving hopeless diagnosis, you know. But she said when she lay on that table when she was having, you know, the chemo and radiation stuff, she kept saying in her spirit, death to cancer. Death to cancer. See, it's what you you believe for, what you stand for. Death to cancer. And she's just been given the all, no cancer in her body at all. Isn't that amazing? That's the resurrection power of Christ. But she had to go through it. You know, she went through the trial. You know, the power of God can open blind eyes. It can open deaf ears. It can take people out of wheelchairs. You know, we, Pat and I had the privilege of going to India way back in 1990, but it was a life-changing experience. I've been there a couple of times since, but this was the best because this was a like an evangelistic time and we were, there were 30 people and there were three teams of 10 and we were so fortunate to be put in a team where the leader of that team believed in miracles. The others stood on the street and they taught Bible stories 
But our, we were taught to preach the broken curse. See, the curse has been broken because Jesus rose from the dead. And we were taught to, to learn that off by heart and speak that out and, and um, call people to give their life to Jesus. And then we were given a declaration to say, and if you believe in Jesus Christ, the Bible says that believers can lay hands on the sick and they will recover. So come out here and we'll pray for you and you will recover. See, we were taught to make that statement. And I remember when it was my turn to make it and I remember in my mind I thought, boy, that's a big statement, isn't it? You know, we're just declaring that that will happen. But see, when we do these things in faith, that's when God honours it. And we saw blind eyes open. We saw deaf people get their hearing back. We saw people who were, who were dumb, who couldn't speak, be able to speak. I remember my, our daughter was with a Susan, and she must, I don't know how old she was then, probably about 20, 19, something like that. And thankfully, as I said, we had this great leader, Marty, and he mentored us and he stood beside us and, and helped us to pray until we really got confident. And I remember him standing beside Susan and, and um, she was praying for a lady who couldn't speak. And, and he was saying, now, Susan, this is what you pray. And it didn't matter that she was learning how to do it, just the fact that she spoke it out. And, um, and the lady, then they were saying, say Jesus, say Jesus. And she was started to say, Jesus, 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 you know, there was a man who's, who was bent over. Bent over. You remember this, Pat, because you prayed for him. He was bent over and um, crippled. And Pat prayed for him. And he stood up straight. And then he had him running around because we were taught we had to make them demonstrate their healing, you see. And so we experienced these things. And, and it put a passion in my heart to see people healed. I hate people seeing people burdened with sickness. It's just a thing now. I get so angry because I know it's a work of the devil. And I know that God can heal because I've experienced those miracles. I've seen it. Us not knowing what we were doing. I have a lot more confidence now because I've been taught and I've exercised it. But then I didn't. But they, God still healed them. <laughs> Isn't he great? He's marvellous. See, my grace, Jesus said, my grace is sufficient for you. My strength is made perfect in your weakness. doesn't matter that we were weak. God was coming through for those people because he loved them. Don't settle for a lower level of faith experience. Always press in for the more. God has more for us. How's the time going? Oh, Ooh. Okay, I better finish. I'm only halfway through. Okay, therefore there is now no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus because through Christ Jesus the law of the spirit of life has set me free from the law of the spirit of death. I am the righteousness of Christ. Greater is he who lives within me than he who lives in the world. I am more than a conqueror. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. My grace is sufficient for, 
For you, my strength is made perfect in weakness. Learn these scriptures and speak them, into you, speak them to yourself. And when your heart condemns you because you've failed in some way, know that God is greater than your heart. God's word is greater than your heart. And if you read through the Gospels, just go to Mark and just read the beginning where he first gathered his disciples and they went into the synagogue and the first thing he did, he cast out a demon. Then he went to Simon's mother-in-law's place and she was sick and he healed her and then a whole lot of other people heard about it and they came and he healed them all. You can do that with the resurrection power of Jesus flowing through you. You know, we're living in a wonderful time of favour of God where he's doing amazing things in his church, where the church is coming out of the wilderness to know that he wants a personal relationship, not just the people who know, know about him or who believe in him, but believe that he's up there and we're down here, but a people who will be intimate with him. And the second key I want to share before I have to finish is then we're going to have communion, is Jesus' life. Because see, where to be like Jesus. And Jesus said, I'll just read this scripture. I'll tell the, the, tell the truth, John fourteen twelve. Anyone who has faith in me will do what I have been doing. He will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father. That's a promise that we will do what Jesus did. So go and read what Jesus did. And, but you will find another key in that, that Jesus always took himself away and spent time with his father. Because he said, I only do what my father, I see my father doing, and I only do what he tells me to do. When was that? Was that when he was up in heaven before he came to earth? No, that was when... He spent time in intimacy, in prayer with his father. So there's two keys I give you today for you to walk into this. The first one is to know, to know without a doubt that you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And the second key is spend time building an intimate relationship with your God. Not just always prayer requests, but just time spending time soaking with me. I love to just to put a CD on and, and just, just let the words, because there's some beautiful songs out now, just soaking into my spirit, just soaking in God. I mean, everyone's different. Pat's a musician. He just goes and plays his guitar and just sings to the Lord. I mean, whatever is your thing, do it, but do it too Spend time with God and be filled and saturated by his spirit. Be sat- we can be saturated by him. If we could have the communion, please. We were, the songs we were singing today were just so beautiful. The words... In 1 John 3, see if I can find it.
just meditate while we're just waiting for our communion. Just meditate on the greatness of our God and the fact that he wants to give you everything of who he is. Everything of who he is. He's wanting to impart to you so that you can live a life free from fear, free from depression, free from being overwhelmed. He wants to give you a life of victory over your circumstances, over your worries, and he has already done that. We just have to take hold of it by faith. And in 1 John 3, it says, How great is the love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called the children of God, and that is what we are. I love the way it finishes like that. How great is the love that the Father has lavished on us that we should be called the children of God, And that is who we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know him. Don't worry if some people reject you. Dear friends, now we are the children of God. And what we will be has not yet been made known. But I believe it is being made known. That was written 2,000 years ago. It is being made known. We are becoming aware of who we are in God and who he is in us, in us. But we know that when he appears, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. Everyone who has his hope in him purifies himself just as he is pure. I believe God is showing himself to his people right now. He is appearing to us now. We're getting revelation of him now. We are the children of God. Isn't that wonderful? Just before I finish, before we take this, I just want to share um, a vision I had about two weeks ago. I was in a place of worship, just a ladies' meeting that we have with some of our friends. And we were worshipping and, and I had this vision and, and I saw water. And this water was just rising and rising and rising and it was starting to spread over the land. And I, I was surprised because it wasn't like waves. It was just water rising. And then when I've seen the, the pictures of the floods that are happening at this moment in towns like Lismore and, and Logan and the other ones. The water just appeared and it just was just going up higher and higher. The Bible says first the natural, then the spiritual. And I feel very sorry for those people. But I saw in this vision the water rising and I said to the Lord, what does that mean? What is that picture showing? And he said, it's the water of my spirit rising rising to spread across the land and then on that water I saw this big ship and I thought wow I don't know what that means so I once again I said to the Lord what is the ship and he spoke to me he said that which is to come 
as clear as anything, that which is to come. And since then I've gone to my book, The Divinity Code, to, which is interpreting dreams and visions, and I looked up ship. And it says it speaks, speaks of a few things, but speaks of ministry, big ministry and a big church. And I believe God was showing me that the water of the Spirit is rising now for his church, in his church, to spread across the land, to bring deliverance to the captives. And the ship is the ministry gifts that he has placed within his church, in you and in me. Each one of us, we have particular gifts. And it's the ship is riding on the Spirit. And where to, where to be aware that he's given us much to give to affect our environment. The greatness of God lives in you. The greatness of God lives in you. And there is nothing impossible for our God. So as we take this biscuit, <laughs> we just let's be so thankful for the cross, that we, through the cross, through the resurrection of Jesus Christ, the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you, that we have that in us. Let's eat and drink in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. And the blood, <laughs> we sang that, his blood flows through our veins.